one thing that I've learned in my last 20 years of career and business transition is transition is a journey and you have to keep improving yourself to keep moving forward and when you stop then that's the end so I want to know how others have transitioned their careers and businesses so join me for conversations on change strategy and leadership my name is Samuel T. Reddy a man who's gone from military to deputy lieutenant for West Glamorgan, Alan Braley. So, Alan, if I can find you to spotlight you, there you go. Thank um, you, Jocelyn. Nice to see you there. Um, yours is very interesting because your background is slightly different from others. You spent 20 years in the Army Reserves and retired in 2003 at the rank of a, a warrant officer. But of course, it was the TA when you first started. So that's quite a run. What were you doing work-wise at the time and what made you join up? Uh, well, good morning and welcome to my bit of input into today's um, uh, session. Um, but basically, I was an apprentice with a, a local glass company. I left the school at the age of, of 16. Mother was a bit of a disciplinarian uh, who said you need to earn to keep, uh, to keep, to earn your keep now and um, uh, start paying for your bed in this house. So I went to look for work in around the local area and fell into a job, uh, a glass company, uh, basically. Um, I then I was with that company for I think 17 years, um, at which time I joined the 4th Battalion, the Royal Regiment of Wales, as a part-time infantry soldier, where I've seen lots of change, including what's become now known as today's Royal Regiment, uh, sorry, Royal Welsh. Um, I served there for, like you said, 20 years during um, the time I set up my own business, AB Glass, in 1991, some 31 years ago now. Um, I retired from the regiment after 20 years of service, which I thoroughly enjoyed at the rank of W2, as you alluded to, to concentrate more on my business. Um, I've always been keen to support the local community from education, business and charities and was actually the chair for the Western Morgan branch of uh, ABF, the soldiers charity for quite a long time. I like to put something back into the community, always have. I meant uh, Swansea University graduates, year two and three year graduates and undertake mock interviews for Swansea University School of Management. I work closely with Careers Wales. Um, uh, both in primary and secondary schools. I'm a member of the largest networking organization as well in the region, the Swansea Bay Business Club, uh, and was president um, up until this January, following many, many years uh, as the club's lead. Um, because of my community involvement, I was approached by the Lord Lieutenant, Louise Fleet, JP, and the then High Sheriff of West Morgan, Dr. Deborah Williams, to ascertain if I would consider becoming a DL or Deputy Lord Lieutenant. Obviously, I was delighted, humbled and honoured to, to take up such a role. I was immensely proud. As a councillor's boy with no further education, how could this be possible? Um, I took up the role after my appointment was approved and ratified at the High Court in London uh, on the 13th of April 21 and was uh, entered onto the London Gazette. Um, DLs, uh, Deputy Lieutenants, tend to be people who either have served the local community or have a history of public service in other fields. DLs represent the Lord Lieutenant in his or her absence, um, including all local ceremonies um, and official events from opening exhibitions to inductions of, of vicars as requested by the Church of England. 
Um, in my role, I deputize for the Lord Lieutenant at Remembrance Services, university graduations, uh, and civic events. Uh, as a DL, I've uh, accompanied the Lord Lieutenant at local community events, like planting the trees for the now Queen's Green Canopy, um, school visits, royal visits, and many other occasions. Um, and lastly, I'm very proud to say that I've now um, become a nominated High Sheriff. So I'm now a High Sheriff in nomination for the years 2024 to 2025. I'm extremely humbled to do that. Um, so my message is to everyone in this room and um, is, is, you know, if I can do it, anyone can. So Jochen Variao, thank you very much. <laughs> well, it is amazing when you go through the things you've achieved. They are incredible. But let me ask you something. What did you get out of being a reservist that you were using or could use in your job, jobs, all the different things you've done? Yeah, I think everyone in this room will resonate to what I'm about to say. It's it's the skill set, it's the learning, it's the confidence, it's the the, the mentoring, it's the ability the ability to communicate better. Your skills have improved. I think if it wasn't for my 20 years as a reservist, I wouldn't have had the confidence to actually grow the business that I'm in now. Uh, so I think the the training you get in as a military in the military, whether it's regular or reserve, the second to none, you don't get that type of training in City Street. Um, so I'm, I'm proud to have been a part of that for 20 years. Amazing. And if you had one point from the reservists, what was the one thing you think has really carried you through? I think it's the excitement of be being a part of a team. Um, I think it grows with you in business. Being part of that team in business is extremely important. And I think you learn that as, as you go through your reservist or TA career like I did uh, for 20 years. Um, the camaraderie doesn't go whether you're a regular or reservist and the friends I've made are still with me today, um, which is fantastic. Um, what I would say, it's great for business. Um, I'm a firm believer that um, whether you've served as a, as a cadet, whether you've done the Duke of Edinburgh award scheme or whether you're an ex-regular soldier, Eamon, Seaman, um, I think in business, it goes a long, long way that you have served and you have got that ability to, to transcend into business as well. Alan. Thank you very much for joining us today. What an amazing career you've had so far, and I'm sure you're still going to go for many more years yet. Uh, but I don't know how you fit it all in, to be honest. But thank you very much for that insight today. Remember, you can get a longer interview with Alan that will soon be available on the podcast as a podcast on Audible, Spotify, and also on YouTube. Just search for that LOS card. So Alan, I'm very pleased to be talking with you today. Thank you for being joining us, uh, well, it's almost a month now on the, on the L2L conference. It was great to have you there and to hear your story from your life from military to uh, becoming a deputy lieutenant. But interestingly, while listening to you on the show, I realized there's a lot more about you. <laughs> and today we could just spend a bit of time just to dive more into that amazing career and different hats that you wear every day of your life. Uh, so, so perhaps would you start with, if I were to ask you, what, what, Tammy, describe to me uh, a day in the life of Alan. Uh, good morning, Sam. Th thanks for having me on and uh, for saying them kind words. Um, the day in the life of me, well, you can see the view behind me. That's what I get up to every morning, which is great. So that's the first thing I see, which gives me a lift um, in the morning and in the evenings. Um, 
I work hard. I think I'm a hard worker and I like to be a hard worker. I'm a bit of a yes man. Um, I come into the office every day in my day job. Um, I may have um, meetings with a lot of tenant um, for royal visits, which we have a few in, in Wales at the moment going on. So it's a very busy time for the lieutenancy. Um, but yeah, keeping the day job, handed over the reins recently, the last um, couple of months to my operations director. He is now managing director. So I can take a little bit of a back step and concentrate on my lieutenancy duties and uh, soon to be high sheriff as well. So, so, uh, so if we were to dive more into your career, so age of age of 16, you uh, went out to get a job and you found a job uh, where you stayed for 16 years uh, in that uh, in that job as an apprentice. And that was in the glass business. Yeah. And, and it was also during that time as well that you joined uh, the army reserve. Is that right? Yeah, that, that's right. Yeah. At the age of 16, I think my mother was a bit of a taskmaster and uh, it was right. You ain't having any further education. It was, what, 1976, 75, 76. And it was uh, basically get out, get a job, start earning, start bringing some money into the household for her. Um, you know, you have to pay for your bed. Um, and she was a bit of a taskmaster uh, master like that. So it was um, get out, start walking around the trading estates, um, the local businesses, knocking doors. And I fell into a glass company, really. Um, I was lucky enough to have a, an apprentice with that company um, where I worked my way up into management, didn't really have a clue, um, poorly educated, no further education, um, but I enjoyed work and I, I enjoyed that sector. It was a bit arty, you know, polishing, cutting, beveling, drilling glass, then he went into glazing, then he went into shop fronts and manufacturing of aluminium patio doors and shop fronts. Um, I run a department as a, as a second in command then for um, a small department making shop fronts, so I learned a bit more of the of business skills there, um, which which I enjoyed. Um, and yeah, and I was there for 17 years and then, then decided to give it a go on my own. So you, you have since then, you run your own uh, company, AB Glass, and um, you're based in South Wales. Yeah. And, uh, and now before we go into AB Glass, let's talk about the, your time uh, until the time, you know, the tw uh, 12 and 3, you make your way all the way up in the reserve uh, to WOT. Yeah. So what are the skills? Uh, first of all, what made you want to go and join the reserve? Yeah, it, it, it was a funny one, really. I, I've been an army cadet. I've been a, no, sorry, I haven't been an army cadet. I've been a sea cadet. When I, when I lived in Port Albert for, for 10 years, once you moved from Swansea, um, I was born in, in, in the Gower in Swansea, in the Fairwood Hospital in 1960, and I lived in a caravan. So a bit, 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 bit of a gypsy, I suppose, for about a year. My parents rented a field and, and they lived in a caravan. Uh, and then my dad had, uh, had a, a job in Port Albert, then we moved to Port Albert. So I was there for 10 years and my parents divorced, then we came back to Swansea. And that's what I sort of did my growing up from 11 to, to now, basically. Um, yes, yeah, so going back to it, um, on, on my, my reservist side, there was a guy in work in the glass company that said, oh, I fancy going down looking at the TA, you know, Territorial Army. And there's a few in Swansea, there's the Royal Engineers, there's the RLC, Royal Logistics Corps, and there was the Royal Regiment of Wales Infantry. And I was quite fit and uh, always liked my football, always enjoyed that sort of side of it, very sporty. And I, we joined the infantry, both of us together. Um, third, three platoon uh, down in the Grange in West Cross in Swansea. The platoon location, that was it. The main uh, company location was in Clenethley and then Cardiff um, and Brecon uh, and so on. So I joined the Royal Regiment of Wales um, with this guy and I stuck it out and sort of drifted off after 18 months, two years. Couldn't, couldn't hack it sort of thing. So I did my, my basic training there. 
um, and started really enjoying it. And, and it was a bit of extra money. It was, you know, we always, with, with that money, with the bounty we used to have every year, I could take the children, the three, like the three, three children um, and a wife. We, we had a good holiday every year. And that, that sort of, that sort of part-time job, as I, I still call it, because that's what it is. Um, and quite an int intense part-time job, being a reservist or then a territorial army reservist. Um, it, it, it gave us a bit of money, you know, give extra cash and we did a holiday every year and we enjoyed that. So it did, did top up the, the coffers a bit, but I did thoroughly enjoy it. And I stayed for 20 years. Yeah. So, so uh, what, I mean, what would you advise to a young self today about joining the reserve? A hundred percent. Any anything, I think, in business as well. You know, when I'm in, when I'm interviewing for potential staff, you know, whether they've done a, a DV Duke of Edinburgh scheme, whether they've been in the Scouts or the Guides or any sort of organisation, like like the Reservists or Territorial Army Volunteer uh, or any volunteer, and I think that gives a certain caliber of person. And I think any potential employer would look at that favorably. So I would encourage every youngster to join some sort of organization. And yes, I'm gonna be biased against, uh, for, for, the, for the infantry uh, as a reservist, the, the Royal Welsh now being in my locality, I'm very biased for that. And I follow them quite avidly uh, and take active part in, in with, with the Royal Welsh. And um, yeah, I, I would definitely, definitely say it's a good thing. So, Alan, what, what what kind of skills do you think you that you gained serving uh, uh, in the military that's really helped you, not just for your life, but in your business? Oh, Sam, I, th I think um, if it wasn't for my time as a reservist, I think um, I wouldn't have the confidence I got now. And it slowly taught me them confidences um, in business and, and in self-life, you know, in, in your own personal, personal progression in life. And development i think um being a reservist you know when you can you don't have opportunities uh, if as a civilian where the, where the opportunities could be you know you, you're chatting with royalty where prince charles would come and visit you know and you're shooting up in sandy bridge on the ranges falling plate scenarios and he's in your team you know and then you're drinking having a pint in the science mess in, in the evening and that gives you confidence and that happens a lot as, um, as, a, as a reservist or in any of these organizations. So confidence, I think, is the biggest thing. Um, your ability to, to gain skills in networking. I think um, the banter really certainly helps you to, to understand and control banter and how you react to, to people saying stuff, which is a great asset. Um, people dealing with people, getting your people skills right. So I think confidence, uh, your skills in dealing with people, your networking skills, and even your business skills, but I think confidence is a key one for me. I really lacked in confidence coming through school, bit bit bullied. Um, I was never the bully. I was always the bully uh, being bullied. Um, you know, my parents weren't that that supportive. Um, so yeah, I think I think it really really helped me personally and and in my uh, business development as well. Definitely. So I agree. I'm sorry with what you're saying here, Alan, because uh, the, these are the key skills for I suppose anybody especially the young generation today, to boost their confidence and be out there in the marketplace. And um, so um, would there be, um, I mean, I suppose you mentioned bullying at school here, which was a challenge in itself, and you obviously overcame that by joining the military. Now, you know, you had your, your, your leadership skills and your task command, et cetera, that really helped you. Yeah. But would there be uh, any other other challenges that you actually uh, had to face uh, uh, while serving uh, with in the military or in transition to business? 
I, I think so, yeah. I think it, it's a strain on family life. There's no question that, you know, you're running two jobs side by side, really. Um, that's that's a challenge in itself. And I'm I'm a bit of a yes man where, you know, I get asked for things and I'm straight in with a yes and then sort it out later scenario, which I'm quite happy to do. It has, it has its ups and its downs. And maybe that's been the success I've had at 61 years of age now and doing the things I do because you are... You need to to keep pushing your boundaries, no matter how old you are. Um, keep challenging yourself, and I think I say yes to stuff because I think, okay, I'm challenging myself, and that what keeps the mind active and the body active as well. But um, yeah, there's there's always going to be challenges. There's, you know, me moving into the high sheriff's role. Um, we had a meeting the, the the other day with the with the high sheriff. Now the high sheriff in nomination coming through, and the one after that, and then I'm the one after that. So it's a bit of a long transition into the role, but um, it's it's a huge. But uh, and, and that's what I do. I'm going back to it. Yeah, challenge myself all the time. So, so uh, but interestingly, to run a business uh, is a different challenge. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah. You, you, you. I mean, I mean, just like you, you know uh, best. What are the challenges you faced as a military into business? I think um, the time. T- time was a big thing. It was. It was a big worry for. Us. It was a huge, huge draw for me when I left the business after the, the glass business after 17 years and thought, do you know what? I can do this for myself. And I don't think I would have done that hadn't had already from 83 to 91, them years in as a, as a territorial army reservist, I wouldn't have had the confidence to actually say, do you know what? I'm going to go for it. My three children were very young. Um, I had a mortgage, all them, all them life stuff that was going on was, was there. Uh, and I remember crying in bed that night when I left that job, you know, after 17 years, well paid to doing nothing. I didn't know what marketing was. I didn't know what PR was. I didn't know how to look for work. But then I thought, well, I want, now I know. Well, at the time before I actually left the glass company I was employed with, I did some marketing, I did some PR, but didn't know what it was called that. You know, I did knock on doors and say, look, if I went on my own and set up my own business, would you give me inquiries? And lots of contractors said, yeah, of course you would, we'd help you out, you know? And I've learned one thing in life, in business, is never be afraid to ask and never be definitely afraid to say, look, help, I need some work here, I need some orders, will you help me to, to win these orders and nurture me and work with me? And I, I know that's, that's that stood me in good stead um, in business to, to, to not be afraid to ask for help. Yeah, definitely agree on that one. There's plenty of people out there like that would help you if you uh, were to and, and ask a question about anything you, you want to. Yeah, to 100%, totally agree. But Alan, this is interesting about you. You just you did just didn't serve the uh, Her Majesty for twenty years, and then that's it. Wash your hands and move away. You are also a deputy uh, lieutenant. Yeah. Uh, how did you get? How did you? How did someone become from someone right. W to to lieutenant? There's a transition there. How do you get that? It's a huge journey, Sam, and, and, and it's not something that um, you take lightly. And when you're asked, your hairs on the back of the neck will stand up because you are representing him actually the queen at the end of the day for your region. Um, I think my journey has been, like I said earlier, I'm a bit of a yes man. I'm, you know, People ask me stuff and I go, yes, 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 yes. I network quite a lot and I always enjoy that, whether it brings you in work or whether you just meet in like-minded people, which is always great. Um, but then I joined the local business club, the Swansea Bay Business Club. Huge amount of members, 400 or so members, thousands of LinkedIn followers, et cetera, et cetera. And I joined that club over a period of the last 20 years. And I ended up three or four years ago as its president. 
Now, it's a big ask, you know, when we do the lunch once a month, we have tremendous guest speakers, whether they're politicians like Michael Portillo or um, the Secretary of State for Wales or the First Minister, we'd have speakers like that. Now, you as, a, as the president have, have to host that and ask the questions and, and, and run your event. So I did that for a number of years, which again, built confidence. Um, it got me out there in the limelight. It gets you out there to meeting lots of people. I don't think there's any business in my region from Meathport Harbour all the way down to Prendickshire that don't know of me, possibly. Um, and that's not blowing my own trump, but it's just how it is, um, having been uh, a key figure in the business community. And with that, get you get recognised then um, as a figure, as, as a key senior business figure within the region. I also headed up going back to the to bit of keeping my hand in after being a reservist, because I did have a time with Royal Welsh as well um, before, I, before I left. Um, I, I then became to keep my hand in working with the uh, lieutenancy, the Lord Lieutenant and others on remembrance parades and stuff like that. I always had my hand in there. I was the chair of the West Morgan branch of the Army Benevolent Fund, the Soldiers Charity for a long time. You know, so that kept me, my, my military side going as well and keeping in with the brig, Brigade Commander, etc., and um, the, the Army Benevolent Fund, the Soldiers Charity in London, and all that sort of stuff. And then meeting Pete Davis, who is now the, 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 the chair for Wales uh, for the charity, which I still am very avid supporter of. Um, but I think all that stuff then gets you recognised. So I think working with the lieutenancy uh, in the, from the military point of view, and then my business side, having been headed up the largest networking business club in the region, I think the now Lord Lieutenant recognised that and so wanted to speak to me. Um, she came with the then High Sheriff um, to my offices, actually, and asked me if I'd like to become a Deputy Lord Lieutenant. And I'm, I'm shivering now, you know, the hair stand up in the back of your neck and you think, wow, really? Me? Yeah. I don't, you know, I, I'm a, just a, a, a councillor's guy, you know, um, doing what I like to do and enjoying what I do. And, I, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I I'm really am enjoying it. But this is not the end of your journey. I have a feeling just about to get started because you you you're about to become in 2024, 2025, the, the high sheriff. Now I am I, I don't really know too much about this, uh, how that works. First of all, uh, being a, a deputy uh, lieutenant is not a political role because you represent the queen and her majesty. Now to become a high sheriff, what is it? What tell me the, 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 the two? What is a, de a deputy lieutenant and the role of a high sheriff? Well, it's not necessarily because you become a DL, uh, a Deputy Lord Lieutenant, you, you, you automatically become a High Sheriff. They are two sep totally separate uh, branches for which represent Her Majesty the Queen. Um, the, the, the Lord Lieutenant or the Lieutenancy represents is the highest honour in any region. So the Lord Lieutenant uh, represents the Queen in this region and is over the Lord Mayor, the leader of the council is, is the top. And then you've got the High Sheriff. Now the High Sheriff represents the Queen from a judiciary point of view, so from a law point of view. So the High Sheriff would be um, overseeing the police service, the fire service, the ambulance service, um, RFCA, Reserve Cadet Forces Association, that type of thing gets involved with that. So two separate, separate roles. And like you said, Sam, I'm going to be High Sheriff 24-25. And already we've had a meeting for that, and um, which is quite daunting because um, hopefully um, 
God bless her, the Queen um, goes on for a number more years um, and, and through my actual tenure has high sheriff, I would love that. Um, but fingers crossed that all goes well with that side of it. But yeah, they, they are two separate, totally separate um, scenarios, but I'm looking forward to that one as well. Okay, so, so uh, it sounds to me that, that uh, your, your, your journey or transition is, 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 is never ending. It's like from, from one side, you got your business running, and the other side, you've got the DL role, which you will still be DL, right? Yeah. Deputy uh, Lieutenant. And then right. on top of that, you're going to be uh, a high sheriff, which is an additional role to what you do, and the president of Swansea Bay Business uh, uh, Partnership. So that's quite a lot to do in a day, right? It, it, it is quite a lot, but things are dropping off nicely. I've just handed over the reins to my operations director in work. So at AB Glass, Nigel has now become the managing director. And I've sort of stepped back a little bit from that day job, but um, I'm still keeping my finger in. I'm still supporting the company, which is great. I'm enjoying that. Um, the lieutenancy, um, we have a couple of royal visits over the last couple of months, and that's been absolutely mental and manic to organise them and, and arrange that with the police and all the services and all the security and all that comes with that, the venues, etc. So we're quite heavily involved in that and we have a visit next week, um, a week after next, um, which is great. Um, and the High Sheriff bit, but I'm starting to learn now. I've, I've joined the High Sheriff's Association for England and Wales and I've had my starter pack and that's quite, I, I think the history behind that, I, I need to get my head around because it goes back you know, hundreds and hundreds of years. So I need to get my head around that side of it. But yeah, you, you are right. I, you know, my day, how do I get around it on the day? You just head down, bum up and, uh, and, and, get, and get on with it, you know, like we do in the military. You certainly sound a lot of energy. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you here. I'm, I'm like, I can see the energy in your face. How yeah. you, can't, you can't wait to go and do the next, what's coming next. That's you. That's right. So, Alan, uh, how can people contact you? Um, you can contact me um, via email. It's alan at ab.glass. Um, that's the, probably the best way. My works number is Swansea number 01792584040. Or I'm more than happy to share my experiences on my personal mobile, which is 07976. 968481. They can also connect with you on LinkedIn. Uh, yeah. And I think they can get the link. So, Alan, what a life experience. I cannot wait to talk to you in a couple of, of I mean, not long now, where you yeah. are now the high sheriff. And I'll come and talk to the high sheriff this time. Brilliant. Thank you for sharing that, uh, that life experience with us. Like I think uh, um, uh, this really summarizes uh, a whole lot of your journey for anybody who, who probably, perhaps, like myself, are living in the forces and are thinking of perhaps to get involved with the uh, serving the queen at a much deeper level, representing her majesty, than perhaps becoming a deputy uh, lieutenant uh, or high sheriff, why not? Uh, yeah. Is a way forward. Thanks for your time, Alain, and I look forward to meet you very soon for uh, the Veteran Rewards, which is Great. happening actually this year again. Uh, that will be in Cardiff, and you also are the, one of the sponsors for that award, which is an amazing job we do uh, across uh, England, Wales, and Scotland. Thanks for your time. Yeah, thank you, Jochen Varian. Thanks, Sam. Bye. Bye.